And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. DirecTV gives you access to apps like Netflix and live sports right next to each other. I don't get it. Let me put it in pigeon terms. It's like that one amazing dumpster with the old fruit and cardboard all in one place. How am I supposed to keep up with illustrative metaphors when you are making me so hungry? Get live TV and streaming apps together without a satellite. Visit directtv.com. Requires high-speed internet-connected Gemini device and separate paid subscription to watch Netflix on DirecTV. Terms and restrictions apply. Welcome back to Full Time with Meg Linehan. I'm Meg. You are listening to a show all about women's soccer on the Athletic Podcast Network. I am here in New Zealand. Time difference is definitely a little bit of adjustment. Uh, it has also made trying to work with folks back home a little, well, a little interesting just because of, you know, waking up at, I'm recording this at 7.30 in the morning. It's already mid-afternoon back home, but I thought it would be fun. You know, I'm the only American here covering the U.S. Women's National Team. There's plenty of local media around for these games. Um, the U.S. has been a major draw, but I thought it would be fun to take you right into the press conferences with me from, for me, last night's <laughs> match. Um, it happened at 4 p.m. local time here in Wellington, but Vlako Andonovsky and Mal Swanson, formerly Mal Pugh, uh, were in the room for the U.S. We've also got the New Zealand head coach and, and their player as well. And it has been a really interesting narrative around these games. More on that in a second, though, because before we get into these press conferences, as always, you can show your support at full time, plus get all of our women's soccer coverage and everything else The Athletic has to offer on our site and on our app. And you can subscribe right now at theathletic.com slash full time. Okay, so before we get into this audio, I mean, just some impressions from the game. You know, obviously the, the Taylor Korniak at the six experiment. I did ask Flacco about that. That was one of my main questions. And... I, from from where I was sitting, it did not really seem to work. I think the general consensus is that maybe not a terrible idea, but also, I mean, one of the things that we were really discussing about it um, between, you know, Steph and, and our editors and I was that the timing of this little experiment was really interesting. This isn't necessarily a bad game to try out another potential option at the six but january of a world cup year does feel like mm, that that feels like an interesting timing other than that obviously roosevelt kind of like honestly the main player of the game for me um outside of the goal scoring mitch purse i thought had a really great first half i think that's really important for her as she tries to secure her role on this team but yeah, I mean, other than that, a, a lot of a lot of questions, as you'll hear in the New Zealand press conference for head coach Yika Klimkova and uh, their play, player Olivia Chance about holding the U.S. scoreless 0-0 for that first half and then kind of what went wrong. But, you know, first, of, I really do want to give you some context about some of the narrative around this camp and these friendlies here in New Zealand, because I think there is this kind of you know, Nyetka called it a, a media-driven um, narrative a little bit in terms of why would you even sign up to do this? It's outside of a FIFA window. Some of your main players haven't been released. You're calling up people, you know, two players got their first caps ever for New Zealand against the U.S. in this first game against Wellington. But 
I think what has been really interesting about this is that that game did not feel like a, a waste of time for me from a New Zealand point of view, especially that first half. Now, obviously, they're not necessarily going to be playing the U.S., right? I get, you, they get these two friendlies, and I think there always has been this narrative of for a team like New Zealand, for a lot of other teams that are maybe outside of a top 10 ranking, like what do you really get from playing against the U.S. beyond a thrashing and maybe a few things that you can take away from. But I, what I found so fascinating about the New Zealand press conference, aside from all the, the normal things that we've been talking about the U.S., is that, you know, the U.S. has treated this trip like a, a test run for the World Cup. And I don't think I was fully aware that the same is happening for New Zealand, despite this being their home country. They play at home so rarely they have never played at Eden Park before, which is this country's national stadium. They are the national women's soccer team. Like this is a test run for them as well. It's a chance to build their culture. It's a chance to get some competition for these spots. So for me, what has been really interesting for me is how, you know, I came down here with this intent of, okay, we're covering the U S women's national team, New Zealand, obviously we're not going to ignore them, but they are kind of the secondary concern, but having seen up close and personal now what this means to New Zealand, what this means in their cycle, their storyline is is absolutely fascinating to me. So one of the really nice things I think about Wednesday, it is a, a school holiday week here, apparently. It is the middle of summer. The weather has been beautiful. I have been told by many, many people that the weather was basically terrible before we all showed up, and it has been absolutely perfect here. But, you know, we've got school school vacation. The game was a Wednesday night at four, but over 12,000 people showing up. Their previous record for attendance in this country was only around 7,000. And so, for us back in the U.S., like maybe these numbers aren't super impressive, but I mean, there was a real sense, I think, of accomplishment around Wednesday. Wellington is this amazing city. It's going to be the the most important group stage game for the U.S. because that's where U.S. versus Netherlands takes place. So to get a sense of that stadium, to hopefully see the craft conditions maybe change a little bit for the World Cup... Again, we're not going to be getting perfect 75-degree weather for the World Cup because it will be winter here, much to the consternation of the players. But, um, yeah, there were, I think, really good takeaways from both teams. The U.S. still has, I think, a fair number of questions to answer, but also I do think that it's important to remember that the first game of the year is always... It's a little shaky, so we'll see what happens in the next one. When we head back to Auckland, I'll be flying back today. Um, we'll have a press conference and training tomorrow, so there will be stuff coming out of that as well from us here at The Athletic. But in the meantime, first up, we've got Vlako Andonovsky and Mal Pugh from the U.S. postgame, and then Yaka Klimovka and uh, Olivia Chance from New Zealand in the second half of this. There's no pew, pew, pew. What are, you, what are we supposed to shout now? I have no idea. It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> um, what did your coach say at halftime? 
because the first half obviously was, you know, no, what did he say at halftime? Yeah, I think that I, at halftime we just kind of needed to come together. I felt like the energy was a little bit low. Um, and there were just some things like tactically that we needed to fix. And um, I think coming out into the second half, we did that and it was a completely different game. Blacko, does that uh, sound like what you said? To a T. I mean, just just like uh, Mel said, you know, uh, coming off of a long break, the players are off season. They haven't played games. Uh, they haven't even trained in a team environment. We knew, we expected it. Uh, the energy to be a little different, which uh, which is okay. Uh, you know, there were uh, like Mel said, there were a couple of things that we we had to adjust uh, tactically, we're, and uh, I thought we did a very good job, uh, especially at the beginning of the of the second half, and we turned the game around with uh, uh, with those adjustments. Okay, how key was that first goal? Obviously, the defense was sitting deep, and then trying to frustrate you, and we got three twelve minutes. Yeah, so uh, the the first goal first it was very nice goal. Uh, by uh, Swanson, <laughs> yes, uh, I, I gotta say uh, we kind of like uh, Swanson better than uh, Pew. She, she's done, yeah. Swanson's done better than Pew. But uh, no, um, I, I think it was uh, it was very important. Uh, obviously, it wasn't necessary because we opened up the team. Uh, it was uh, because of uh, of what we're trying to do we or what we're trying to change in the second half we saw that it worked so that was uh, that was important for us and then right away in the uh with, when we scored in the thir the second and the third goal we saw that that's uh that again what we what we tried to change it worked what do you make of um rose's back I mean, I wish I can say we score goals like that all the time. Uh, I don't think there's a team that, that scores goals like that or assists or player that assists like that all the time. But uh, that's Rose. I mean, uh, her creativity is uh, just at a different level. And, uh, you know, one of the things uh, that we wanted to we, we wanted to better in the second half was find Rose in, uh, in those areas where she can expose her creativity. I think that uh, I think it was good. Uh, obviously, uh, she's a presence uh, there. She uh, defended well. Aerial challenges. Uh, no, no one had uh, any any chance uh, around her, and uh, the 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 challenges that she had on the ball were expectable because uh, first time it will take a little bit of time for her to to understand the distances, and especially now with. Uh, uh, with Lindsay coming just a little bit lower to to play with Lindsay in a different in a different seam uh, before that they were together but a little bit higher and now they're both on a little bit lower so we knew that Lindsay's going to take is going to need a little bit of time Taylor is going to need a little bit of time but then uh, going in the second half you know all those little things were adjusted uh, unfortunately it wasn't Taylor at that point but uh, all together was good like the pace that you showed as in the, on the wings in the first half, and that was a key in the, early in the second half, just the pace that your forwards were able to break through? Yes, the, the, the pace was good, but I, I think it was uh, more the uh, the angles and the timing, not necessarily just the, the pure pace, because of, we we have pace. Uh, you know, we have with Mel, pace with Mel on one side, Mitch Burns on the other side, Trinity, Lynn. The pace is not; uh, it wasn't a question. It was, it was just the timing, how, how and when to use the pace. And your first experience playing in New Zealand. How was that? Is it your first experience? Yes, it's my first time here. <laughs> I had to yeah. think. No, it was great. I think there, um, there was a lot of people there, and we felt 
the energy and um, it was hot, but I think it was a it was a great experience overall. Coach, you seem happy. That's very understandable given the result. Is this tour ticking all the boxes for you so far? What would you like to see out of game two that you didn't see tonight? So uh, I just want to I just want to be a little bit uh, I would say a little more on same page uh, when we're in possession of the ball and break down break down the team uh, we show some uh, different ideas some different uh, some different ways of uh, build up now if we can just fine-tune and uh, like uh, fine-tune the, the distances if we can fine-tune the the angles and then uh, be more uh, just a little more aggressive when we're when uh, we're progressing or advancing on the field from uh, from uh, the first zone to the second zone because once we get in the second zone we, we have no problem progressing in the third zone so that was uh, one of the things that I would like to see and then uh, the other thing is just be a little more clinical uh, once you get uh, in and around the box so, you know we saw the you know one of the differences between first and second half was that uh, in the second half we and anything that came uh, around the box or in the box we were we were better like we you know we put it on frame we created opportunity where before that we saw crosses getting behind the goal crosses going straight to the goalkeeper passes uh, missed passes or even missed shots you know Lindsay and uh, and rose have uh, uh, have tremendous goal scoring opportunity and they miss them so that's uh, I, I understand that's part of the game but i would like to see them uh, be more clinical in those opportunities did you think that mid shot was going in the one that went off the post uh, in the first yes yeah <laughs> Yeah, that was yeah. We were kind of hitting the post a lot in the in warm up too. I was like, this no, we can't we can't be doing this. But yeah, I did think that was going to go in. Now international hat tricks don't come along very often. Any sense of disappointment when your number came up? Uh, you're on on two goals. Oh, chance for a chance for a third. Any any sort of disappointment that your number came up and yet to come off? No, because I saw Lynn standing there, and it's been. I mean, her road to recovery has been pretty incredible to watch and I think just to see her come in and make an impact and um, score a goal I think it just goes to show what a great player she is so I was really happy honestly because <laughs> she was coming in. This is a really competitive bunch of players you're all trying to get into the 23 for the World Cup mm -hmm. how do you balance your personal ambition with wanting a team to do well all the time like you say be happy to be replaced by another player? Yeah I think honestly it's it just goes to like you as a person and I kind of just see as like you just serve others and you serve the team first and ultimately that will come back to you at some point so um, I think you're just trying to make the team better and yeah I think that when you have that impact and that positive impact on other people then um, it can kind of come back to you and that can show. Just because you spoke about means of recovery how can you just see some of the other veterans that are missing at the moment get back to this team and yeah, I think that the this forward and this team is like super competitive and I think that's kind of what drives this team and I think that that's great and um, I think that every day, I mean, since I've been here, you just have to like come and perform and you can't switch off and you have to compete every single day, whether that's on the field, whether that's just doing the right things off the field. So, um, yeah, I think that, I mean, those are ultimately decisions that we don't have to make the decisions that we do have to make is um, you individually and kind of how you want to see yourself on this team. Yeah. Like Co did uh, New Zealand do anything that surprised you in that first half? 
not really. I mean, uh, it wasn't a surprise. I think in the pre, uh, pre-match uh, press conference, I said that we do expect uh, the team to be very organized. We, we do expect them to be um, disciplined. We expect them to be uh, motivated and inspired by the by the fans. So uh, nothing surprised us. Uh, it was, they just made it a little bit harder for us. Was the crowd quieter than you expected, you know, compared to possibly a US crowd where it gets super loud? I don't know if the, uh, if it was quiet. I mean, to, to be quite honest, I, I zone in when, once the game starts, so I can't tell you if they were loud or or, uh, or not. But uh, it was good to see. Uh, they said 12.5 thousand. I mean, great uh, great start uh, to show support uh, for for the game, and uh, we're hoping to uh, to see even more uh, more crowd once we uh, once we get back. I mean, uh, they they had the, their two favorite teams play. <laughs> yeah, does the overall kind of atmosphere make you, you know, excited for six months' time to come back? Yes, yes, absolutely. We're looking forward. I don't know, Mel. <laughs> yeah, I think that um, I actually, when I came out, I was just kind of looking around. I was like, wow, there is like a lot of people here. And um, I think that just goes to show like how much this game has grown. And um, I think I've heard that the World Cup is going to be insane. So, um, yeah, it's, it's exciting. I mean, uh, you, you know, there are two favorite teams play, so one of them is going to lose, uh, right? Uh, but uh, no, I, uh, I have to say we're very excited uh, that uh, we were drawn in uh, and uh, based in New Zealand for uh, for our World Cup games, uh, we were here and spent uh, spent a little bit of time for uh, for the draw, and now obviously for for the camp, uh, we've uh, connected very well with the community and uh, doing different things, uh, and the community has helped us as well. So, uh, like I said earlier, our goal is to become New Zealand's second favorite team. I mean, I think that's a question for uh, our press officer, and he will tell you all yeah, the everything that. Things, yeah. Yes, <laughs> we've we've done quite a few things, and I I'm, I know we have uh, a few more things lined up. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with twenty four seven U.S. based live customer service from Discover. Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard it right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask me. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. 
As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Yeah, I think um, I was really proud of the team. I think we you know, had a game plan and we stuck to it, to our task in the first half. I think we were hard to break down and you know, we made those last-ditch challenges and we kept it tight at the back. And I would just add to it, you know, like our focus was really to stay together, together in defense. We knew how we can create some chances. So together in our attack and together doesn't matter what. And I really believe that everybody around saw it. Uh, We finished the game with our attacking corner. We were uh, on our front foot. We didn't give up. We were kept fight. We were fighting to the end of the game and that's something what this team uh, believe that we can do doesn't matter what we will keep uh, competing and it was really great to see that we kept it till the end of the game obviously there was a period of time and I think that's a huge lesson learned uh, from us for the next game it was very clear when we were on our front foot and we defended with our block um, very well and then probably 15 20 minutes in the second half when they actually scored three goals that's when we started dropping and started to defend with our back foot and that was the difference that this team is going to take and want to improve for the next next game but overall overall knowing that we have two players who have their first cup that's incredible. We saw so many players we haven't seen for a while and then they kept us in the game. They c- competed. So that's very positive outcome as well. And then, you know, this is something we, we, what we had to really manage and that, that was the players loading. You know, it wasn't, that's, that was our goal. Players were coming in and we knew the player can play 45 minutes. So that's the, that's, if you look, how many challenges we had and um, how this team actually performed. I'm very proud. It was probably too long. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yuka, how do you think um, Ali went as a center back? Well, uh, you could see that uh, she really uh, handled this situation very well. Uh, she organized our back line. She organized our, our team in front of her. So. Again, it's it's incredible uh, how how good player she is and how we we know now we have some 
variations for her. Uh, so obviously we know her primary position is wing back, but uh, she really took this role very well and, and showed that she can play in anywhere in the back line. Unbelievable. Like having first cup and being a starter, I think that already shows uh, how she really uh, raced during our training sessions. So, and it's in unbelievable how uh, how huge difference she made after one year. So we saw her in Korea, which is November 2021. And all of a sudden we are in January 2023 and she's totally different player. And we were talking about it. If our players are going home with the homework and they are going to put the work into it, this is what can happen. And Grace is the example, the right example. It's awesome to have competition. So I think having her as a uh, option for the wing back, it's very positive. And now we have to make a right decision um, and pick the, the player who is better at this position. This point. Uh, two questions. First one, uh, going out there with a good crowd, playing at home against the, you know, the United States for the first time. But what, what was the feeling, I suppose, going out and also during the game? I'm assuming yeah, you were know, too busy thinking about the game. Have you managed to take in a bit of what it all meant? Yeah, I think for all of us it's excitement. You know, this is the biggest crowd that we've had at home and we've broken a record and we do feel it. I think we can obviously push ourselves harder because we've got the crowd, be crowd behind us and I'm an attacking player and I love to attack and against you know world number one there's not a lot of that so they push players like me to make sure that we stay in line and you know we defend because that's not always the funnest bit of the game especially for her <laughs> <laughs> and, and second half time the law so you must have thought well you know uh, we can expect something coming our way in the second half or, or were you yeah uh, obviously we came in and you know, we gave each other a high five, like it was a good first half performance, we were happy with it, but we knew they would come out fighting. You know, they're world number one for a reason and we needed to try and maintain what we did and we did have a lapse. Um, and so that's what we can work on now is making sure that we limit the time that we have a lapse for and really push on. And as you saw at the end of the game, we did start to fight back a little bit. So the earlier we can do that, uh, the better, I think, so we can have more chances up top. Look, um, how difficult are a side? How difficult a side are the US to break down? Because obviously you held them out the first half, but as you said, not too many attacking opportunities. How difficult a side are they to attack against? Yeah, I think you know they're really strong, pacey players. So it's about us picking out their weaknesses a little bit better than we did this game and really focusing on it next game. So yeah, it's incredibly difficult, and that means that when we get those opportunities, that we really need to take them. Yeah, Karam, in Ellie's post-match interview, she said that there had been criticism of this camp. Do you know what she's talking about? Well, we all know this is outside of the FIFA window and it was a huge question uh, specifically from from media, I would say, is uh, why are we organizing those games when we know we can have all players in? But you could see that that's what we had today, seeing two players uh, and having two players who had the, their first uh, cup is incredible. and. Uh, I would say 
uh, it was difficult to or to put the roster together but it's worth it it's such a unique year for us we will play in six months the world cup at home so we are taking any opportunity when we can play games especially at home you know how much it did it means for the players for for the staff to actually play with the crowd that is behind them you live lives in scotland and coming home it means a lot for everybody like we have players who are playing professional leagues in europe in in the states if we have the uh, Ferenc tour it's usually outside of new zealand so having those kind of opportunity to actually play home it's it's we can't say no to this especially when we know we have in six months the world cup here so i am very happy we organized those those two games and uh, it really opened a lot of new opportunities Do you really what you say what you say resonates totally resonates with i think everybody in this room i'm just wondering whether internally you felt that there was criticism about this camp because i, I don't know I mean, you you can look yeah, you can look at this as a huge challenge. Why are we doing it? Or you can look at it as a huge opportunity for something new. Like this is new for us. We've never done it before, but it's opportunity for those players who we haven't seen for a while. And what a great uh, chance for them to come here to, to have the feeling of what does it actually mean to play at home and knowing in six months we will be back here in Wellington, and I am sure we are going to break another record. Do you really feel like there's been criticism from the media of it? I think that as, as an Australian, people have been critical of the A-League clubs for not releasing players so they can be a part of this. Do, do you share the criticism of those A-League clubs for not releasing players? Uh, look, I again, I, am, I don't want to really uh, talk about any more criticism. I think if you look at the outcome of what just happened it's so positive and again if someone thinks that it was not smart idea to bring usa outside of the fifa window that's their problem okay can i ask a different question then um you're about to head north to eden park um as i understand it's the first time that football fans been allowed to play on eden park which to me seems crazy given you're a national team and it's the national stadium how much will it mean to you particularly you live um the chance to play at eden park oh thanks sir um yeah i think you know, I've been in this team since 2011 and the first time I played in New Zealand was last year in Christchurch. So every opportunity that I get to play at home is, means the world to me for my family to be here. You know, they don't see me in Scotland. So to play at the National Stadium and for all my family to be there and for everyone else in this team's family to be there will be an amazing experience. I hope that we can beat the record that we have today but all these stadiums we're gonna play at in the World Cup. So little things that we can adjust now is why this camp is good, because we're gonna play here in six months time and we've already felt that now. We've already gone around the town, we know what it's like. So I think, you know, going back to the positives of this camp and what it means to play at both the stadiums, uh, only good things can come from it. 
and I would say it's not just for for the players, and ov obviously that's the priority, uh, and the outcomes are here, positive outcomes. But for us as a staff, supporting the players, having this uh, chance to actually be at the World Cup uh, hotel that we are going to stay, play at the stadiums where we are going to play, it's huge. Um, for us to review everything, what we can do better when the real tournament it will be in New Zealand. You talk about the opportunity that um, this whole occasion has given to those those youngsters or rookies that haven't previously had a chance, um, and obviously it's, it's awesome. But how do you think they actually went, other than um, Grace? Like, were there any other standouts for you? And, and you know, like a lot of those girls got their first start, have been in and around, but you know. Yeah, and you know, like Anna Green hasn't been playing for the France since Australia. And she just played 90 minutes and very solid 90 minutes. Ash Ward started in Korea, that was her first start. She hasn't started since. So another great opportunity for her to actually, you know, have this experience playing against the best in the world, playing against a quality opposition. And again, she, uh, and others who were in the squad could say, I, I can handle this. This is actually playable. We can do this. I know if you just look at the result, it's 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 it, big number. Uh, but if you look at the what at the ch challenges that we had and how we faced it, it's so. I would do it again. I would definitely do it again. Yeah, can you keep the team world champions no at half time? I guess. How high is this team ceiling? What is this team's potential? Our goal really for this, this particular games against USA, we are building our culture, we are building our connection off the field, on the field. I think again, you, can, you could see it. This team, we don't want to give up, we want to keep pushing. And again, it doesn't matter who is on the field, you are wearing the crest, you are representing the country. You want to actually leave everything on the field. So that was what we saw and that's what we are proud of. What did you learn today about trying to control a player like Rose Lavelle? Well, a very creative player. You, she's very unpredictable. But for us, it was about keeping our shape, trusting our shape, knowing if the ball is in your zone, you have to put a pressure on. Don't, don't hesitate. Go and put a pressure. And being compact means you need to have your teammates next to each other. So that cover, close cover, works against Roosevelt, uh, works against any uh, top players in the world. And we know that the creative creativity and unpredictability that Roosevelt has, we can fix together. It's not about one player running with her and making her life miserable. It's about how team is going to be cohesive to play against those uh, top players. Liv, did you think you could get a result at half-time? Was there a sense of belief that you could get something out of this guy? Yeah. I think, you know, we were able to maintain what we had done in the first half and maybe catch them on the counter or just have a little bit better uh, position where we could get higher up in the field. Then I think we could have, obviously, like we've said before, there was that lapse, but we recovered quite well. We had a corner near the end of the game. So I really think that we can build from this game. It's about identifying players like Rose Laval that have dropped into the pockets as the game went on and we just needed to be a little bit quicker and step like front foot defending where we were closer to her than like we were in the first half. They had a bit more room as the game went on. Love, how are you able to get released to, to come on this trip? 
Um, Celtic and I have a really good relationship and um, they have a good relationship with New Zealand football and they know that's a big year for us and uh, I was fortunate enough with the games that they were playing um, while I'm away, so yeah. No, so everyone supports Celtic. <laughs> <laughs> In those, in those final moments with the corner kick, the crowd went absolutely crazy. That record crowd went crazy. Does it give you a lift when everyone gets behind you? And will that play a role coming into the World Cup? Yeah, 100%. Um, I love it. I love a loud crowd. I love them if they're going to boo, if they're going to scream. Like, as long as we have the noise, like, we've faced America plenty of times in America, and we love when they boo. They do that a lot. And that's, you know, so obviously we're at home, so I want them to be screaming for us. But yeah, it's only positive to be at home with all the fans. And I would just add one thing uh, it was really incredible how every little moment the crowd celebrated you know that's what we were talking about on the field we want to celebrate every little wins and the fans actually were behind us so thank you for that yeah yeah, yeah okay, you're probably obviously very pleased um sitting here now but you did have the world champions no no half time love mentioned that you thought you could get a result is there any disappointment there well we had tough 20 minutes and that was the biggest lesson for us for the next one. We really need to uh, defend with our front foot and not backing up, not having the block so deep. And that's what happened during those 20 minutes. And they are very experienced and they used it. So I think if we improve it uh, in the next game, that will be the, the key for us. Because yeah, that 4 4 2 system going to be. Well, we want to be unpredictable. We don't want to be very, you know, clear how are we going to play. Uh, so we are looking for different formations. Uh, so I know we have already two. Uh, there is going to be potential more. I think today's result was pretty like promising in performance, you know, like I think there's uh, like it was a big glimpse of hope and I think the, the crowd was excited. Does um that kind of, you know, have like mean you've got some tough decisions to make in terms of the the young and experienced squad you had out there and the players you didn't have, you know, this week. Oh, that's the best for the coach. <laughs> if we have a tough time to decide who should be coming in. That's what we love. We love with the coaching staff, the discussions uh, about, okay, who do we think is better? And it's not going to be a short process. This is going to take a time. We want to really review and make sure our decisions are the right decisions. But again, it doesn't mean in February we are bringing someone else that in April we are going to uh, bring the same team. It's really about the competition. It's about who is the best um, in, in the best shape at that point. And then those people, those players are going to come to, to those tours. For all things full-time, you can visit fulltimepod.com. There are links for all the major podcast platforms in one spot, plus more information. And if, of course, you'd like to subscribe to The Athletic and support all of our women's soccer coverage, you can do that right now at theathletic.com slash full-time. My name is Meg. You have been listening to Full-Time with Meg Linehan. I'm still on Twitter at It's Meg Linehan. Same handle for Instagram. Um, obviously, I've been having quite a number of New Zealand adventures. Uh, yesterday, I did stop by the Wellington Zoo for a close encounter with their red pandas. Those photos 
I will just be thinking about that for a really long time. So, you know, a lot of New Zealand content, this country is ridiculous. Um, really, that is the, the main theme that I am taking away from New Zealand is that I am currently physically here and yet I really struggle to understand how it's a real place that is this magical. Um, of course, you can find all of my work at The Athletic. Full-time does not exist without the work and support of senior podcast producer Michael Zimmerman. From The Athletic, I'm Meg, and I will be back in the States next week, and we will get back to a little bit more of a normal show, I hope.